0: You're listening to the B School podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, embodiment coach and founder of Inner Workout. Consider B School your invitation to becoming a student of yourself. So come on, let's get studying. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of B School. Our guest today is super exciting. Her name is Jessica Williams. She's the founder of Tech Biz Girl and really an expert in all things side hustling. So thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. So I met you because I was side hustling at the time I was doing my self-care shop and someone connected us and said, just she talks all about side hustling. Taylor, you're side hustling. You two need to meet. <laughs> so I'm glad that we met because now I run into you all over the city and it's always just a nice like, oh, there's someone who has a beautiful smile and always just brightens my day a little bit. Yes, same for you. Oh my gosh, that is so nice. <laughs> hey, I'm glad the feeling is mutual. <laughs> it is. So I'm really curious, what piqued your interest in the whole idea of side hustling?
1: Uh, well, I think, it you know, I think it started because I was on a client account. Um, my background is in network engineering. And so I was managing a network support team on a client account for uh, a few years at that point. And I think it was a combination of just being burnt out doing that type of work, but also just like, there has to be more to life than this, <laughs> that you know, that overall feeling and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew that I had always kind of wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know what that meant. And I had been following uh, a person, um, Tori Johnson, who I don't know if she's still on Good Morning America, but I think she was on Good Morning America uh, for a big part of her career. And she had started doing these conferences really all about helping women start businesses and grow businesses. And I signed up to attend one of her conferences and it was a three-day conference in Chicago back in 2011. And I didn't really have an idea at the time, but I knew, I just felt like if I went there, I would be inspired. It's like, if I go to a room with all these women, it's just gonna be great for my soul. And it turned out that it was an amazing experience And, you know, it was kind of there that I realized that, and I don't know if this is still the case, probably not as much as it used to be, but, you know, women sometimes are intimidated by technology. And, you know, there were women at the conference who, you know, just, they were a little intimidated by you know setting up their Facebook pages or setting up their own websites and all that kind of stuff and you know I, I I found myself giving advice and sharing things that I had learned or sharing things that I had done just in my own personal career and I just kind of got a spark of an idea there and you know that next week I had been thinking about it and thinking about it. And I had also, you know, been in contact with one of the women that I met at the conference and we were just, you know, chatting over Facebook. And I was just like, I know things that can help these women. I want to be able to, you know, help them feel a little bit more empowered to start these online businesses and not feel so held back by the tech piece. And so I decided to start a blog uh, writing about technology you know, writing things about inspiration, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and then it became this passion project of mine. And slowly, it started getting noticed. And I started having women reach out to me to help them, you know, start their uh, website and start their email list. And so then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, you know, offering services and getting paid. And, you know, it's it's definitely evolved from there. But yeah, I would say I, I just kind of started it because I was looking for I was looking for, I think, like a creative outlet, but also just kind of something of my own to do, especially when I felt uh, really burnout in the world. So I think that was that was the beginning of everything for me with my side hustle.
0: That's such a cool origin story. and You're <laughs> totally right. I know for me, like if I need a kick in the pants or just to feel like I'm not alone, getting to a networking event or a conference or something where there's just going to be inspiring women is something that always fills me up.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's, it's amazing how, I don't know, women are just amazing. <laughs> so it's just like, it's always some good, good vibes that come out of events like that. Yeah,
0: I tend to be more introverted. But like, mm-hmm. I get this bolt of energy after going to things where it's just inspiring women. So I totally feel you on that. Awesome. One thing that since I had you on the show, and you Do so much, and you've really just given a lot of intentional thought to side hustling. I wanted to get your opinion on some of the misconceptions that you hear about having a side hustler or having a side hustle or being a side hustler.
1: I think there's two that come to mind, and please let me know if you've heard of other ones. So, I think one is that a lot of people don't even feel comfortable using the term side hustle or side hustler because I think there's this this thought that if you're side hustling, that you're not a real entrepreneur and that it's not a real business for you. And, and I think that's sad that that's a misconception of it because I think the alternative is, people feeling like they have to quit their job and they have to, you know, become this full-time entrepreneur, probably when they're not quite ready to do that. And then, you know, they try to raise money or they try to bootstrap and then they find that they're not able to, and then they end up having to go back and get a job anyways, right? So I've seen it happen for one of my roles, I was managing a program for women startups, And, you know, I I saw it happen way too often and it really made me really sad because, you know, I had women that felt like they had to, you know, go all in on this entrepreneurship thing, meaning that they had to quit their job and they had to do this business full time. And after a while, they needed to get some income in. And so they felt like they had to get a job, but that made them feel like a failure because they had to get a job where I don't think it should be that way. You know, I, I would rather... And this is actually why I really wanted to start focusing on helping people start side hustles because I want it to be another way, right? Like you could start a business on the side. You don't have to put your income at risk right away. You can use the time to experiment and get customers and build up you know, your savings to a place where you feel comfortable enough to take that leap and leave your job, you know, but you have the traction that you need to sustain yourself. And I think more people, I think if more people could do that, it would, it would just be a better outcome. So I think that if you started on the side versus doing it full time, that doesn't make you any less of an entrepreneur, right? I think it's just that this is the path that you're taking. And Hey, it might be different from a lot of other people, but it also is something that makes sense for you. And I think it's important for people to find things that make sense for them. So that's one misconception. (laughs) I think the second one, also that I have found just being a side hustler for a while, I feel like there is this pressure that you have to make the side hustle a full-time hustle. And I think that is also something that is not for everyone, Uh, you know, Being a full-time entrepreneur is not for everyone. I think right now, entrepreneurship is being very glamorized. And sure, you know, depending on what you're doing, that might be the case, but it's not all, you know, sitting on beaches and drinking cocktails, working with your laptop. Like that is not entrepreneurship. It's very up and down. It's hard. And so a lot of us, myself included, like stability and insurance (laughs) and, you know, some of those things. And so, you know, I think there's like, oh, well, if you have a side hustle, like, you know, when are you going to leave your side hustle? And when are you going to, you know, turn this into a full time hustle? So I, I feel like, you don't have to make that call if you don't want to make that call. It can stay just a side hustle too and and that's also okay, right? Like a, I've met a lot of women who kind of like being able to have their full-time job, have that stability, have th- those benefits, but still build something of their own on the side. So those are the two that I see the most. If you can tell, I kind of went a bit on a rant there, but yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that's why I asked you on because especially the second one, like you don't have to quit your full-time job. And that's actually both of them are things that resonate deeply with me because I've been having to unlearn the idea that I am more or less of an entrepreneur depending on what my employment status is with other people, like working for other people essentially. Mm -hmm. And when I left my full-time job, I went into a a part-time job and I was like, does that mean I'm not a real entrepreneur? Am I allowed to tell people that I still have a part-time job? All of these weird insecurities came up that are just silly. Like I'm building something that I'm excited about and I also have to pay bills. And there are other people listening who are doing the same thing and yeah, you can build something beautiful and not want it to be your livelihood. Yes, absolutely. So yeah, I I really appreciate you sharing that. And I'm hoping that someone listening is having like an aha moment and maybe just a little bit more self-compassion for
1: whatever their situation is. I agree with that because I mean, even, even the fact that you are side hustling just in general is an amazing thing. There are a lot of people who, are, are not doing that. Like instead they're, you know, choosing to be miserable and, you know, drink about their day job all the time and, you know, and not even doing the side hustle thing, you know, uh, as a way to maybe get that creative outlet or try something new. So the fact that you're even thinking about starting a side hustle or even if you are currently side hustling, like that is a huge deal. And I think you should pat yourself on the back for that because you're choosing a road that's really not easy because people that work full-time don't quite get it. People that are entrepreneurs full-time don't quite get it, right? Like I think only other side hustlers will get the struggle that we all have.
0: Yeah, it's very true.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: the last thing that I want to ask you before you move into these lightning questions is just what tips do you have? I see you on Facebook and LinkedIn, and you're always just sharing a lot of valuable knowledge. So if someone's a side hustler right now or someone's listening and thinking, hmm, maybe I should start a side hustle, mm-hmm. what are the tips that you have for them?
1: Oh, man, I feel like I have so many tips. Okay, <laughs> But let me see if I could kind of drill these down into a few. <laughs> So uh, I think a, a really important one, it's probably a bit like a uh, fluffy, right? But I think it's really important to understand why you are doing this side hustle, right? Like, you know, is it to make extra money? Is it to pursue a passion? Is it to possibly change careers? Is it, you know, like, what is it for you? I think it's really important to sit down with yourself and get quiet with yourself and really think about like, what are you doing? Like what is what is your reasoning behind this because like I mentioned earlier this is not an easy road and that why will keep you going when you are seriously when you seriously go home at the end of the night and you're like, "Wait, I have to go do more work. Why am I doing this? Why am I not just throwing my computer out the window?" And then you remember whatever that motivating factor was that made you want to do this in the first place. And that is something that will keep you going. So I would really get clear on that why, write it down, keep it somewhere (laughs) that you can reflect on it because it will come in handy and it will keep you going on those harder days. Speaking of harder days, right? Like the the whole time management thing is is hard, right? Because you're balancing so much and you're juggling so much. The things I want you to keep in mind when it comes to time management and just kind of doing this crazy like day job side hustle juggle is think about the smallest actions you can do right like I think sometimes we we think that we have to do these big big things right like we have to we have to write this blog post but really writing a blog post is a series of smaller baby steps right like first you have to come up with your idea and then you maybe have to write an outline and then you might have to find an image and then you might have to you know do your first draft and then there's editing right I would see if there are ways to break down and there probably are some of the tasks that you have on your plate. Because as side hustlers, because we struggle with time, we were trying to see how we can take advantage of those 15-minute blocks, those 30-minute blocks that we have in our day, whether that's commute time, whether that's wait time, because the whole thing with wait time is we always have it because nothing starts on time, right? Like you go to the doctor, doctor's appointments never start on time. So there that might be some time you can use to get something done with your side hustle, right? So, you know, think about baby steps, you know, continuing to take action, being honest with yourself about how much time you have to spend on the side hustle, right? Like you don't have to spend 10 hours a week on your side hustle just because uh, your friend who's also doing a side hustle has 10 hours a week, right? Like you have to find something that works within your lifestyle. The other thing too, I would mention about the whole time management piece is Think about when you are at your most productive. Most people are typically either morning people or night people. So think about what that block of time is. So maybe if you're a morning person, you know that you're most productive between 7 a.m. and noon, for example. And maybe you start work at 9 p.m. Can you use some of that 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. time for your side hustle? And if you can, I would, because you can get so much done and with your side hustle, because you have the focus and you have that productivity time um, that you can use. So I would just try to keep that in mind when you're thinking about time management and energy management. So use your peak productivity time for your side hustle. Find ways to break things down into smaller action steps, and also, you know, find those like hidden minutes in your day where you can do some some of those smaller tasks. The last thing I will say, it's really easy to get burnout doing this just because of everything that we've already talked about, right? Like there's the time factor, there's the energy factor, there's all this mindset stuff that we have to deal with at Side Hustlers. So just make sure that you're keeping self-care top of mind, right? So in self-care, it has been a bit buzzwordy lately, right? It's You know, I think everybody's talking about self-care but it's not a bubble bath, right? Like it might be for you, but that doesn't self-care does not equal bath time. It could be it could be as simple as reading a book. It could be as simple as taking a walk at lunchtime. I would think about those things that help you recharge. And also, you might recharge differently depending on whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, right? So like you might need to spend time by yourself to recharge maybe if you're an introvert versus if, you know, you were an extrovert and you want to recharge with people. So think about those things that always make you feel better, that fill you up, that kind of recharge your energy and and make sure that you're incorporating those into your day. For example, I learned that it took me a while to figure this out, but what I learned was that I like reading. And when I don't read, I feel a little bit off. So I didn't realize how important reading was to me recharging. And so because of that, I made it more of a priority to read more books. And I set a bigger goal for reading every year. So it's important for me to kind of make sure that I'm reading at least, you know, three to four times a week, just to kind of keep myself feeling balanced and centered. So whatever that self care looks like to you, I would find ways to incorporate that into your day so that you, you know, you don't find like this huge pocket of time where you're not replenishing and recharging yourself and then, you know, you just burn out because burnout is not fun. I'm not saying that you won't get burnout, but you know, if there's ways to prevent it, try to identify some of those tips.
0: This was really helpful. Thank you for sharing. And I feel like it was really holistic too because a lot of times it feels like okay, I- the person that's coming to mind is Gary V. Yeah, like work, 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 work all the time, and that's all you have to do. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> not like a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, no. And there's like the mindset that you have to go into, and like you said, the self care piece, which is something that's near and dear to my heart. So I like mm-hmm. how you took that and made it not just about okay, <laughs> find where your pockets of time, but also looking holistically at the person. So I just love how you approach that question. Thank you for
1: sharing. Thank you. I think it's, it's just things that I've learned just going through it myself. Like, you know, I think I've, I've learned how important self-care is and you know, it's just hard. Like it's, it's hard doing the side hustle dance, but I found that like, if I don't take care of myself, like I'm, I'm no good to anyone. And I think that's really important to remember, right? That whole put your oxygen mask on first is really important. But I also think it's important to realize, like, what fills up your cup? And like I said, it could be little things, like really little things, like movement or uh, singing at the top of your lungs. (laughs) Like, that's what some people like to do, (laughs) dance in their kitchen or something. So, So, yeah.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to hear your answers to these three lightning questions. I ask them to everyone. Okay. So the first one is... What is something that you've learned recently that you're excited about? I'm excited about.
1: Well, (laughs) okay. I have a funny answer and then I have another answer. So the funny answer is that I just recently found out that squirt soda is grapefruit soda. And I don't even like grapefruit like ever and the other day I just realized that I like squirt and it's grapefruit soda. So that was, that was actually pretty phenomenal to me.
0: <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. I don't like grapefruit either. And I really rarely ever drink soda, but mm-hmm. as a kid, sometimes I would have squirt and I liked that too, but I do not like grapefruit.
1: I know, right? I'm just like, how did I not know all these years? I literally messaged my mom and she just thought it was the funniest thing she's ever heard. I was like, but it's, I didn't know this whole time. So that was a cool thing that I learned that was pretty exciting. Um, (laughs) I think the other thing uh, that I've learned is that I really have a great network of people, right? Like it's last year was a hard year for me. If I'm being honest, like I got fired from my job. I had some financial issues I had a death in the family, it was just, it was kind of a lot of bad things happened last year, but for every one of those things that happened, like, I didn't realize how many people I had in my corner and how many people showed up to support me and have my back, And, and that was pretty incredible. And so, as I look back on last year, like, even though there were some unhappy times. Like it was probably the greatest year ever just because of those things. And it's like, man, I really have the best squad of people in my life. You included my dear. So it's just something that I've really been reflecting on and holding near and dear to my heart.
0: That is so beautiful. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I'm like smiling. Oh, yay. (laughs) So next question. Yes. What is... Something that you're in the process of unlearning,
1: So I think the biggest thing there is that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. That is something that's been really hard for me, kind of in the same vein of the support that I mentioned in the previous question. I think there's something about being a black woman and feeling like you have to be the superhero because I don't even know why, but um, like it's it's just really hard to admit weakness and i think i've always seen it's it's funny like i i don't think people are weak when they ask me for help but i feel weak when i ask people for help right and so what i'm unlearning is that that is not a sign of weakness it's actually a sign of strength if you are asking for help
0: yeah hell yeah you are strong and yes i love how you put it that way of whenever someone asks me for help I won't say whenever, when people that I care about ask me for help, I view it as this invitation and I'm so grateful and excited to support them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why, why do we do that to ourselves? Definitely something that I'm unlearning as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I, and I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's the struggle of being a black woman, but there, we, we do have a bit of a superwoman complex, I think, because we've had to. Right. And so I think that's, it's just part of our, DNA and that's and that's why it's something that we kind of have to unlearn yeah mm-hmm.
0: and then this last question is my favorite yay what is a way that you've grown that you're proud of and really like allow yourself to be proud of yourself brag on yourself we're here to celebrate with you
1: so uh last year and actually I'm doing it again this year I did this crazy thing called fear experiment. And so the whole idea is you learn an art form that kind of scares you slash excites you over ten weeks and then you perform it at the Park West in front of hundreds of people. And the art form I chose was Broadway. And so as part of Broadway you dance or you learn dances to for Broadway songs. So I signed up for it, which was scary enough. I was accepted. And then I did it, like I, I practiced for 10 weeks. I was terrible, I sucked at it. But you know, what I tried to tell myself is that like, it's it's not so much about being perfect. It's about enjoying the journey and getting out of my comfort zone and, and just really having a good time. And I did it and I performed in May at the Park West and it was probably one of the best experiences of my life. And it, it really helped me learn a couple things one of which is that i am not a gym person i don't know what it is but i can't go to the gym and work out <laughs> so i'm just like i think what it taught me is that i i do love to move and maybe i just need to look for more movement like that so i've been looking for more dance classes as a form of exercise and fitness i think the other thing it taught me is that just because i did this big scary thing it taught me to be a little bit more gentle with myself and, you know, not have to have everything so perfect. But I think the other thing that it, it taught me was just that getting out of your comfort zone is a good thing. And if you can learn how to dance and perform in front of 700 people, you can pretty much do anything <laughs> after that. So so that is probably, yeah, that is the way that I've grown. That's the thing that comes to mind, uh, so much so that I'm actually doing it again this year. So I'm in the midst of my 10-week run to do dance again as part of Fair Experiment. So, yeah.
0: That is so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Even the whole concept of it is really cool. I want to have a side conversation with you about that because that's interesting. Also, I want to tell you about different places where you can take fun, chill dance classes.
1: Yes. Okay, great.
0: So that'll be after we officially (laughs) stop recording. But for the people who are listening and are like, yes, I... I want to stay connected. I want to be continued. I want to continue to be supported in my side hustle. Where can the people find you?
1: Yes. Um, so you can find me online. I'm pretty much Tech Biz Girl everywhere. Uh, so that's T-E-C-H-B-I-Z-G-U-R-L. Um, so my site is techbizgirl.com. I also have this newsletter where you can sign up called Jess Picks, which is something I love to do. Every Saturday, I basically round up the best tips, advice, tools that I found during the week that's really related to helping you side hustle, but also, you know, self-care and all that good stuff. So um, you can sign up for that at techbizgirl.com as well. And then, yeah, just come find me on the interwebs. Wonderful. Well, Jess, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast. Thanks to Andres
0: Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com.